So good having each and every one of you here this uh, evening. And we're going to get right on in and see what the Lord has for us in the service. You have your books. Uh, let's turn to page 180. Page 180. And we'll get started. Everybody will be happy over there. All right.
Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Huh? 
song though. Go ahead. Uh, just uh, I don't want to just barely make it in, folks. <laughs> My dad always said if you had a goal and you were trying to make it, you don't just close us. They also uh, uh, just reminded me, when I used to play basketball, they said never aim for the front of the goal. You have to aim for the back rim of the goal. The reason why is if you come up a little short, you got that little extra help. Come on. I don't want to just make it in. I want to make it all the way down the street. Amen. So I appreciate the Lord. Uh, Brother Caleb, why don't you come and receive a prayer request for us here this evening? Praise the Lord. How are y'all doing tonight? All right. That's what I'm doing tonight. Thank the Lord for bringing us to church today. Yeah. Thank the Lord for what I've been doing. You know, when he, Brother Jeff was right, what was it he said the other night? You know, if you, if you write down your prayers in a journal, uh, and you pray for them, uh, you go back to them later and you think, oh, Lord, answer that prayer. Lord, answer that prayer. We did that. We did that. It's funny, I don't know what, for, for what reason, but me and my wife were on this thing before we got married. It's like, we need to pray for all these single people to get married. Yeah, and it was it was funny because uh, I look back at it now and I was like, a lot of the people I prayed for got married. Yeah. I prayed for Ricky and Rebecca, and they yeah. got married. I prayed for Sam and Gabby, they got married. And there was yeah. a couple. There was a couple. Uh, what was it? She told me about that their marriage was like bad. I prayed for them and a couple weeks ago, they, or a month or two ago, they talked about you know they're back together again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So and we go back to the prayer journal. I was like, yeah, we we prayed for that. It was, it was in there, yeah. you know. That's right. <laughs> but no, it's a really good encouragement to see you know the Lord answering prayer. Yeah. It's really good to you know write it down because for some reason you know my brain just doesn't remember everything, uh, and when I need to. So, but it helps because you know you're intentional about praying for people. Intending right. to remember our prayers, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, and we make requests because we want them answered. Yes. And we want, you know, if we, sometimes we need help praying over some things because it's uh, not easy going through it alone. Right. So if you have any prayer requests, you know, you can bring it to the church. And we can pray for you about it. Yeah. Uh, whatever it might be, if you're on that side, this side needs help. But uh, somebody from Duane's church. Got a hold, was trying to get a hold of the church, but they couldn't, so they called me. And uh, Sister Pearlie's husband, Esteban, I believe his name is, he's in the hospital, something to do with not getting blood in his brain. So she she asked for us specifically to pray for him, maybe maybe even to get out of it later or whatever. She said it was pretty critical. Okay. Jesus. Dad, his need for transportation is help. Lost family and uh, a lady I work with, That's right. 
Ne böyle aslında sen. Niye anne sen? Şöyle. Maybe ask Nessa. Let's remember Tinsley. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's remember Tinsley. She's still around the fever. And so please remember her in prayer. And uh, remember our country. And uh, pray for the Lord to help us in our yeah. government. We really need the Lord's help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Anybody on the platform? People will be ministered to her on the streets. Uh, Miss Sandra, she's one that sticks out to me. She, she sheds a lot of tears, and I know we got some wives that shed a lot of tears too, but she just seems like she's kind of hurting inside sometimes when we go out there. We should remember her. Uh, there's another guy that his name is Ken. Uh, he did ask that we pray for him. All right, let's take those knees to the Lord and pray tonight. All right.
sitting there praising him and thanking him for all the good things he's done. My mind went back, honey, to my my bleed, my GI bleed. Found out later after the GI bleed and everything seemed to clear up that the week before, another patient of the same doctor had died from a, the same type situation I had, and his last name was Butler. Wow. I'm still here. Woo! Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. I was ready if the Lord wanted me to go, but you know what? He had more for me. And I tell you, if you're still living, He's got more for you. Amen. And uh, the best place that we can be in our lives is right in the middle of His will. Amen. It's a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing. Amen. I'll give you a break. Ricky, come on and come receive our our uh, offering here tonight for the regular tithes and offering. I hope you're still praying about the expansion. Yeah. I got some folks that are, you know, saying, "Well, we, I know." Y'all need to pray for me to have some kind of leading on what to do. Amen. But I tell you, I, I want us to, and uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do it. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know when we're going to do it. You say, Brother Jeff, that's a... You see, when you're waiting on the God, Lord, yeah. and you're wanting His direction, things don't just happen in our little time frame. Amen. So be praying for us about that. All right, Brother Ricky, pray for it. Amen. I had an idea when I heard Brother Caleb testifying to be getting this song. Uh, if any of you in here are single and need to, to get married, you might need to ask Corey and Caleb to pray for y'all. And so uh, get on their prayer list. I thought that was a pretty good idea. Amen. Amen. You need the Lord to direct you. You need the Lord to direct you in those things.
today. Several people turned us down for food, but they were in the church service. And uh, the most important, amazing thing happened. You know, we come to church sometimes. Um, we used to under, we couldn't understand why both Don Rich and different ones would go to the mission field. I know now. Yeah. I know now. Just like my husband said this morning, the simple gospel. Yeah. yeah. The right. simple That's gospel. Right. That Jesus saves. Yeah. You know, yesterday we have some people that you know. I go up to them, they look at me, and I look at them. Because I'm on their territory, and all of us were up trying to minister. I'm talking about Mulberry Street right now, and I don't want to take too much time. But after a while, my mind felt the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! The Lord began to walk around that place. And it didn't matter that they had dirt floors. It didn't matter that they were prostitutes. Yeah. 
he thinks he started shouting. Yeah. He's going to start shouting right here in the dark. And, uh, you know, I thought, Jamie, I was wondering if he'd hold back a little bit. I don't know what would happen. But Jamie started running around in all that dirt out there. The Holy yes. Ghost. Yes. The conviction power of the Holy Ghost.
gospel. Amen. The Godhead. Amen. Salvation. How to live. How to walk. It's all in Jesus. Give him the praise. I miss Brother Ralph and and hearing Sister Doris sing that. Oh, I tell you what. I remember that. Break the services up. Amen. All in Jesus. All in Jesus. Amen. Give him the praise. Worship him. Whatever your trouble is, he's the answer. Whatever the situation, he's he's the problem solver. Amen. He's your situation. Amen. Helper. He's the one that can fix everything. You say, but I'm broke. We're all cracked. Come on. But God can fix you. Jesus can fix you. You just got to be willing to say, Lord, here it is. Reach in there and fix that. Amen. Sometimes it's a, a physical ailment. He can heal that. Sometimes, a lot of times, probably most of the time, it's a spiritual issue. Amen. And He can heal that. He can bring peace to a heart that is so troubled. Amen. He can bring hope to a heart that is hopeless. He's everything. It's all in Him. Amen. All in Him. Amen. Thank the Lord. I appreciate appreciate that song. Amen. All right. We're going to get to the Word here this evening. And... Uh, do appreciate everyone that, but uh, anyway, we uh, I do appreciate uh, I appreciate my wife. I know y'all do. Hope y'all are gonna be praying. Y'all gonna be here Wednesday night. Y'all gonna be here Sunday. Okay. Even if Sister Teresa's not going to be here? Amen. All right, because we're going to need you. Amen. We're going to need you. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. He has been so good to me. Oh, He's been so good to me. I, I, I'm so glad I have not received what I deserve. Huh? And I'm so glad that He's brought me out of things. You ever thought you was right? And then you realize... Oh man, I messed up. Hello? The Lord's brought me out. Amen. He's brought me a long way. And uh, by His grace, I'm going to make it to the end. And you can make it too. You can make it too. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We will start in verse 1. Verse 1. You have it? Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in, the pre- who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that you may uh, not be bold I'm sorry, I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with uh, that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, 
We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You. We thank You, Lord, that, that Lord, we are able to battle and that we are able to fight Satan. And we are able to fight the things that are trying to, to uh, take us away from You. I pray, Lord, here this evening that You would help us. Help me, Lord, to bring forth Your Word to help remind us of the tools and the, the weapons of our warfare that we are able to battle. And not only battle, but to be victorious. Help us, Lord, here this evening. Help each one in the house to be overcomers. That we may overcome all the obstacles and all of the problems and all the situations of our life. Lord Jesus, we can't do any of it without You. Come by and help us here. Anoint me, Lord, I pray, to speak Your words. Help us to have ears to hear Your Word, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Um, I don't know if Teresa caught it this morning or some, some of the others caught it, but I was just passing through the class this morning when she made the comment. She said, we're living in this world, but we're not in the flesh. Well, we are in the flesh. Huh? Who in here is not in the flesh? Now when the Scriptures talk about this, and He talks about it here, He has two different types of, that He's talking about. He said which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. Uh, that's in that word flesh throughout the New Testament is that word sarks, which basically means uh, that which is under your skin and not the bone, but the flesh. And so it's pretty much the same in all of the Greek, but there's two different meanings here in these Scriptures. Okay, When it talks about what we walk according to the flesh... That's talking about the ways of the world. The ways that the world does things. You know, God's ways are so different than man's ways. God's ways are opposite of the way the world is. Jesus, when He came and they talked about Him, He and His disciples, they said they turned the world upside down. Huh? You know why? Because Jesus said, Whoever's greatest amongst us, let him be the servant. So opposite of the world. Amen. The greatest would be the leader. But the way the Lord wants it is for the servant, the humble one. The one that's willing to be obedient unto the Lord. That's the one that's going to be greatest amongst us. 
And so he goes on, he said, for though we walk in the flesh, we are walking in the flesh. We have to deal with that. But here's the thing. Because of Jesus, you no longer have to be uh, listening to that part of the flesh that's of the world. Okay? Everyone that you can, raise your right hand. Okay? Put it down. Your left hand. Okay? Blink your eyes. Okay? Huh? I had a sleep study. They did some of this, you know. Blink your eyes. Okay. You know? Oh, you've had one too, huh? Yeah. Blink your eyes, your left eye, your move your jaw around. Okay, okay, we got it. The point is, your flesh does nothing, nothing without your mind, or if we could say it this way, your spirit and your soul. It is completely subject to what is in your mind, your spirit, or your soul. Amen. And, and what's of your heart. And so, well, though we walk in the flesh, we don't have to live according to the flesh. Whenever we've changed our, our operating system, when we've uh, changed that which is controlling what we are, then it changes how we walk. And so, though we walk in the flesh, we don't have to sin. Right. I get the biggest kick uh, against my preaching when I talk about this. In the holiness, out of the holiness, you know. Now there are some who try to deny that you sin. Huh? Oh, I just messed up. No. You sin. Just say it. You messed up. I sinned. I failed the Lord. And ask for repentance and get over it. Amen. But we do not have to sin. Hallelujah. We do not have to sin. We It's getting weaker instead of stronger. We do not have to sin. I'm so disappointed in y'all. Come on now. Yes. Some of you still doubt it. Some of you still think, well, I got to sin. Well, I tried not to sin, but I, I keep falling into it. When you get your heart and your mind right with God. Right. Huh? You say you have the Holy Ghost? Hello? And the Holy Ghost is controlling you? And you're serving Jesus? Come on now! And you sin? Is that God doing that? God forbid. Amen. We do not have to sin. We can be overcomers of sin. We don't have to do that. Amen. Anymore. Jesus broke the bonds of sin in our hearts and our lives. Amen. And gave us the freedom to choose. To choose righteousness. And to choose holiness. That's free. Amen. In verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Come on. They're not of the flesh. Hello? You can't get the flesh to pull you out of the flesh. Huh? You can't 
uh, go to AA and just go through and talk and talk and talk and talk. Unless there's a heart change, you're going to be the same old person you were. It doesn't matter you know all the rules and you know what you shouldn't do. Instead, sometimes that just educates people how to skirt the rules. But what you need is a change. Change of heart and change of mind. Amen. Our weapons. This word weapons here uh, in the Greek literally means a tool or an implement. God has given us the tools to be overcomers. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe that our God is stronger than sin? Do you believe that, that uh, you know, if he's living in us, he don't have to sin? Right. And so, the weapons of our warfare, what are our weapons? First and foremost, the weapons of our warfare is the Holy Ghost. We need the the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And I know I've uh, made people mad off and on through the years, but I, I, I wonder, I am not convinced that you can make it to heaven without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Come on, I'm just not convinced. Them ten virgins put a big question mark in my mind. The five, they all, all ten of them were Christians. All ten of them were, were God's people. All ten of them had vessels and had an experience with God at one point. But five did not have the oil. And the oil throughout the scriptures is representative of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the anointing of God. Amen. We got to have them. Got to have them. And so, that's the first tool is the Holy Ghost. And the second tool is for you to clean your ears. You know, listen to God. When I was younger... You know, God speaks to a lot of people and you don't even recognize it. But even when I was younger, there were times I'd be getting ready to do something bad. Maybe throw a rock and I know it was going to hit somebody. Okay, or, or, you know, cuss or something like that. And something inside of me would say, you ever had that? You ever had that little voice say to you, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what that is? That's your conscience. And that's in your spirit. And that's how God communicates with us. He speaks to us so many times. Question is, do you listen? Got to listen. He says, don't do it. Don't do it. When you're going into a store and, and you think everything's okay and you feel a little something like saying, don't go in there. Well, they'll think I'm crazy. Would you rather have people think you're crazy or would you rather be pleasing God? I want to please God. God tells us to do things that make us uncomfortable at times. He makes us do things and asks us to do things that's out of our normal activity. He does that. Are you willing to do it? Huh? Are you willing to do it? 
uh, I, I've tried to locate this particular man of this story that I heard one time about the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and uh, he, uh, he fought the baptism of the Holy Ghost for years and years. And they said that uh, one day he uh, told his wife, he said, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost today. And they were riding to church. <clears throat> and you see, the problem with him was he had seen some other people get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, and the way he said it is they just made fools of themselves. Come on. They looked, they just something weird. Come on. And there was this one particular man that was always in his mind and he said, I don't want to do shout like he does because he reminds me of a brain donkey. Come on when he shouts. So anyway, he was praying, but he felt the Spirit of the Lord. He felt the Lord was going to finally baptize him with the Holy Ghost. And he got to the place where he said, Lord, however you want to do it, I'll do it. And when he get to, got to the stoplight, the Holy Ghost fell on him. And he uh, popped out of the car. Amen. I think his wife was able to get it in neutral and park or whatever. He popped out of the car. And here he goes shouting around his car. And he's braying like a donkey. However God wants to do it. We've got to be willing. Willing. Wanting. Amen. To do His will. And so the weapons of our warfare is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. To have our ears open. Amen. To have the Word of God shoved into our vessel. Do you read the Word of God? Do you know the Word of God? I know some of you in here do study the Word of God. But I'm going to tell you something. It's important. You are going to be judged according to this. I know I have different little rules for being in leadership around the church and all that. But you're going to be judged by the Word of God. That's what's going to make you. That's what's going to save you. That's what's going to keep you. Amen. And we, and these, uh, the Word of God is a tool. How did Jesus overcome Satan when He was tempted in the wilderness? By the Word. He gave the devil the Word. Amen. Ah, that's something. You know, that must have probably every time be about like a punch in the face because He gave them the Word and He was the Word. Amen. Right there. Hallelujah. The Word will help us to overcome the devil. Amen. Well, Brother Jeff, I've rebuked the devil and I'm still fighting it. Do you believe it? Yes. Do you believe it? Amen. When you rebuke the devil, then you go on about your business as if it's happened. Amen. Well, you know, I'm still swinging around in the bedroom. It don't matter. God's taking care of it. Amen. You go on. Turn it over to Him. Trust Him with it. I I tell you, um, you know, I've tried to stay away from foreign missions to the years. And the reason why is because I've seen so many preachers, and they were good preachers. I, I don't consider myself a good preacher. But anyway, a lot of good preachers would go down there and they just get rumped. You say, Brother Jeff, what are you talking about? They come back up here and it's just like when they preach to the con- 
congregation is like, you know, so what? You know why? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Well, I've heard that before. I heard so-and-so preach that. Oh, man. He did a whole lot better than you're doing right now. Huh? You're hardened. Amen. It's like, make me shout if you can. Get me excited if you can. We become hardened to the Word of God, but when you take the Word of God out, and especially those mission fields, there were times uh, over in Madagascar, whenever, um, what was that brother's name that uh, did those, huh? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, went over to Madagascar. He preached a simple message. 10,000 people came. They had the dead raised. Amen. Healing. Amen. The next uh, few services, 30,000 people preaching. Amen. Out there. It was just, and all he was preaching was a simple gospel. Amen. Don't get hardened. Amen. I, I, I know that there's been times that I, I preach to churches about Jesus. Man, no, Jesus. Just Jesus. Huh? No fancy title. No, just Jesus. Yeah. Amen. You know, and, and people were bored. Yeah, Don't ever be bored. No, amen. Jesus. Yeah. Amen. He's the most exciting thing that ever happened in our life. Amen about Jesus and about Him saving our soul. And each one of us, it doesn't matter how big or how far out you were, just being saved is a miracle. Amen. And for the Lord to care enough about you to pull you out. The weapons. And so the Word. Amen. The the Holy Ghost. uh, Listening. Obedience. We live in a lawless time. People don't don't tell me what to do now. That's, that's where we're at. People say, don't tell me what to do. And they're fine as long as you say, now you're breaking the rules. They don't like to obey rules. Come on. You know what? We need to learn to obey rules. Parents, teach your children to obey rules now. Yeah. Don't wait till they get 13, 14, 15 years old to start trying to teach them because it's almost too late by then. When they're early, amen, whenever you just barely uh, 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 do their hand and they, ah, that's a good time to start on it, amen. Then if you, I used to say, and it's not popular now, beat them young, beat them often, and then when they get older, you won't have to do all that. You know what? When you're training children, I'm so sorry. I'm on a rabbit trail. If you could teach your children one word, no. No. Come on. When my mom said no, if I was about to jump, huh? If I was 
playing something, if I was about to get in a car, if I was midstream of something and my mom or my dad said no, I pulled back right then and there. Come on. Most of the time, our youngins just go on and do what, and you have to say, no, I told you, don't do that. And so, anyway, that's free. The weapons of our warfare. Amen. And so, we need to be obedient to God's Word. You say you love the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Let me translate that a little bit. That basically means, you know, a lot of times when you realize what the opposite of that is, if you hate the Lord, you'll not obey Him. Okay? And when we sin, because sin is disobedience of the law. And what did, who made the law? Huh? Well, this is the law of Moses in the Old Testament. Who gave Him the law? Jesus. The Word, amen, gave him the Word and the commandment of the Lord, amen. He was the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's always existed. And so, uh, we must be obedient unto his Word. I'm going to tell you something. When you're obedient, it makes you feel better. You know that? When you do what you've been told to do, it makes you feel better. Come on. I don't know about you, but when I was younger and I did things I shouldn't do, I was always looking over my shoulder wondering when they're going to catch me. Because my mama always caught me. It may be a little while, but she'd always catch me. Amen. So, obedience, that's one of the weapons of our warfare. And then the other is trust. Trust. You say you believe. The word belief, the root of that word belief is trust. Why don't you obey? Why, whenever somebody hits your face and you want to hit them back, what did Jesus say? He said, turn the other cheek. You've got to be willing to trust His Word that He's right and you're wrong. He's right and maybe your mama's wrong. He's right, amen, and the child psychologist is wrong. I don't know, but anyway, in all the things that come about, obey His Word even if it seems contrary to everything. Amen, be obedient to God's Word. It will help. And we've got to trust His Word that it's always right. Is it always right to do right? Yes. Oh man, what are y'all sneaking around doing? Come on. It's always right to do right. Well, nobody will see me. It doesn't matter. Amen. It's always right to do right. Amen.
And so here these weapons that the Lord has given to us, and these weapons are awesome weapons. These are weapons that we can overcome all things. And he said, uh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. There's not, you know, well, let's use a little psychology here. That doesn't work. No. They're not carnal. They're not of this world. They're of the Lord. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Is there a stronghold in your life? God, the Lord, will overcome it. Well, Brother Jeff, I do so. I just read to you. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He will do it. He's not a sly. He, he's not a shy about doing things. He will do it. If he says he'll do it, he'll do it. And it's even to the place of casting down the imagination of every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. I hate to even mention this because then the devil fights me over it and all. But uh, I just have a time when somebody says, you lied. You ever had that? Yeah. Ever had somebody say, you're not telling the truth. Yeah, when you are telling the truth. And you know you're telling the truth. Yeah. But they say, you're not. I'm sorry, that's just one of those little quirks. Huh? And in that imagination about, well, I wonder how many others think the same thing. Yeah. You ever get that way? Oh, well, uh, this person knows. Right. And that means that person... And the, the devil just uses all of that imagination and you get to thinking everybody's against me and everybody's... No, that's an imagination. It's a tool of Satan to bring you down. The Lord came to cast down those imaginations and those evil thoughts. Amen. When we begin to love one another and to love others and love our enemies, it'll cast down those imaginations. And so... The Lord has given us the tools to cast down imaginations. Let me uh, mention to you something that I, I learned the hard way. I didn't read it in a book. I didn't learn it in class. I learned it through experience. Amen. Huh? But when you think somebody else has got something against you, huh? You know what ends up happening? You don't end up treating that person quite as nice as you did when you yeah. thought everything was fine. Yeah. Huh? And so then that other person wonders, well, why isn't he treating me like he was? Hello? And it's all, maybe that particular day, that person had a headache and they hadn't mentioned anything. Huh? Maybe that particular day, their pet passed away. Maybe that particular day they had a car accident. That's the only reason why they weren't treating you like you thought they ought to treat you. Amen. But the devil uses those imaginations and builds up all these things and brings division among the God's people. Amen. The Lord wants to cast it down. Amen. Amen. We're to think good of others. Come on. You think good of me? Amen. I'll work with the rest of you, okay? All right. Amen. We have to. 
Because the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And ladies, that includes you too. Sisters. All right. And so we are to cast down those imaginations. Amen. That exalt itself against God. Bringing into captivity every thought. Remember how I started off? Our thoughts equal actions. How we think controls our bodies. It controls. Y'all are are really, really blessed right now because I can only see your eyes. Okay? But a lot of times whenever, before the uh, having to wear a mask in the church, before that time, man, I could see what was going on. You know what your face is? It is a reflection of your soul. Come on. And so what you see on that face reflects. Amen. I like studying stuff about this. You ever heard of uh, micro emotions? There are times, there are times when a person can have a micro emotion and it'll flash across a person's face and, but they'll catch it and get it back under control. Amen. There are times I see micro emotions. But I don't see them quite as good now. Amen. But our faces, you know, we, I, I want a face that the Lord be pleased with. I want a face that little kids, when they see me, they don't go, Pa! and run the other direction. Hello? You, you laugh. You think, well, Brother Jeff, you know, you're not the best. I've noticed little children, they love, well, I shouldn't go into all that. Anyway, they love wrinkly faces. They like old faces. It, that's hard to believe, but kids do. I don't know why. I've, I've noticed it through the years. Am I the only person that ever noticed it? You've never noticed it? Amen. Yeah, I've noticed it. Amen. All right. But uh, our faces need to... Come on, Teresa. I I think it's time for me to stop. Anyway, we're to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Every thought. Not some thoughts. Have you ever let your thoughts run wild a little bit? Remember the last time you let your thoughts run wild a little bit. Where did you end up at? Most of the time, when you let your thoughts run wild a little bit, you end up failing. Sinning. Doing something you have to apologize for. Don't do it. Keep your mind. Amen. Gird up the loins of your mind. Amen. And so we are to uh, keep those thoughts. Amen. And keep them in captivity. It says, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Amen. God can change our minds. Let's stand. Really and truly, when you look at the word repentance, what it means is to change one's mind. Todd, if somebody claims to be saved and they're still thinking the old way, they have not fully repented. To repent is to change one's mind. 
Have you changed your mind? Huh? You know, I don't know, maybe people do, but there's so much technology out there. You know, we, the old timers used to preach against televisions all all the time, but now, now everybody's got technology in their hand. And so, uh, but we have got to keep things in control. Be careful with your eyes, what you look upon. Be careful with your ears, what you listen to. Children, there will be some things if you're not careful, you will look at things and you cannot get them out of your mind, you think. But Jesus is able to help you. Jesus is able to change that. Amen. I appreciate the Lord here this evening. And um, we've got to fight. We've got to fight the good fight. I ain't going to fight you with fists. I'm not going to fight you with words. A Christian, what's our major tool that we use to fight the world with? You get a star. Amen. We love. We love sinners. We hate sin, but we love sinners. We love the ungodly. We especially love the brothers and sisters of the Lord. But we love our enemies. Did you know love can overcome our enemies? Boy, that's a whole nother message. Whole nother message. So here tonight, heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're struggling with this warfare, and you've been losing. God's given you. He's given you the weapons to make you an overcomer. To be able to win. Not some of the battles. Not even most of the battles. He's given us the weapons to win all of them. And so, if you're struggling and you've been losing, why don't you come tonight? I want want you to do something for me. I want you to have a made-up mind. Make up your mind. There's times, Teresa will say, so-and-so's not doing good. So-and-so's kind of drifting a little bit. And I'll tell her, they're double-minded. You know what double-minded is? I can handle that. They say it's bad, but I can help. No, you can't. No, you can't. So I want you to make up your mind. I'm going to love God. I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to obey Him. You may fail, but I'm going to tell you what, you won't hardly fail. Not near as much as you have been after you get made up mind. So why don't you come here tonight don't come saying, well, Brother Jeff, I want you to talk. Don't talk to me. I want you to come talk to Jesus. He's in the house. The healer's in the house. The Savior's in the house. Amen. Oh, whatever your need is, He's here. I know He's here. But you've got to be willing to come and talk to Him. Open your heart. Let Him have His way in your life. 
Yeah, but but he might, he might, yeah, he probably will. And that's exactly what you need. And that's what you're fighting. I might have to. What do you want? You want to keep the pleasures of this life for a short period of time and lose out eternity? When you've got Jesus, you got it all. Oh, hallelujah. You won the great fight. Amen. You've got him. And then you just got to keep him. And it's a whole lot easier to keep him. Amen. To keep, than to keep trying to get him. Why don't you come? Come and pray. Come and seek the Lord here tonight. Ask God to fill you. To change you. To make you his child. Come on. Come. Let's pray. I'm on the power of your spirit
Oh. 